Maddie, and welcome to The Millennial Minimalist. Hi, everyone. Today, Lauren and I share our reflections on 2020 so far, including the lifestyle improvements we have each made and some of the new lessons we have gained over the past few months. As some of you may remember, in our 2019 year-end wrap-up episode, we had anticipated that 2020 would be the start of a decade of less, a time where our world would truly begin valuing the saying, less is more. And while we never could have anticipated that this shift towards less would in some ways be influenced by our current unprecedented time, within this new normal, we are also seeing a glimmer of hope. People around the globe are beginning to focus on what's most essential to them. And with stay-at-home orders, many are becoming inspired to remove excess things from their lives and refocus their time on the people and experiences that are most meaningful to them. Simple intentional living is on the rise and we are grateful to have this platform to continue to educate and inform you about the great benefits that come with living a minimalist lifestyle. Over our relaxed coffee conversation today, we strive to inspire you to continue on this journey with us and ultimately be more with less. So this will be fun. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning, Kelly. It's bright and early. (laughs) Bright and early. We're recording this one super early. It's so nice outside. It's like probably 30 degrees right now. Yeah, it is. It's so nice out right now. (laughs) And today we are talking about how we've grown through this period, living this minimalist lifestyle. And I'm going to start by saying that I think this time has really helped people refocus on what matters most to them. And over the past few months, I'd say that I have made more time to take action on the things that really matter most to me. And I know for a lot of people, they can say the same when it comes to Thinking about the health of your family and friends, and of course, your own health, taking care of it more. And for me, spending quality time with family and friends. I find that during this period, I've spent so much more time with my family, you know, initially virtually. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And just doing mundane things. Like, it's so beautiful. Just sitting in the backyard or like going over Skype and just having a conversation, like things that wouldn't be as entertaining before. No. Oh, absolutely. And we also started a family chat. We never had that before. And so it kind of brought our family together, which is really interesting, really awesome. And I've also been making time to call my 91-year-old grandpa. Uh, Yeah, I have a 90-year-old grandma and we're going to set them up. Yeah, we need to set them up. That would be amazing. (laughs) My grandpa, I told him that actually. He was like, Uh, I'm down. (laughs) He's like, but I can only speak to her via Zoom. You said that your grandma doesn't use technology. Well, I could set her up with it. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, And then, uh, you know, another, another... part is that I've made more time for work that I love. So I've done more research on minimalism. And you know that nutrition is also a passion of mine. I know it's a huge passion of yours. And yeah, for me, I've just been learning more about the microbiome and foods that work for your body and foods that don't. I don't know if I told you this, but I took a test called Biome. Oh, you remember that? You remember that and you got all the foods that you're sensitive to? Yeah. So check it out. It's at Biome.com. And basically... Uh, you get this test and the results will tell you which foods really jive with your body and which foods just don't. Um, and they can even be healthy foods, which is the really interesting part. So even some of the healthiest foods on the planet may not work for you, right? And so they give you a list of your superfoods, those foods that you know work with your body, and then those foods that maybe you should eat less of and those that you should avoid. I find it fascinating. Yeah, that's so yeah. interesting. Anyway, that's a side note. But so I, ever since taking that test, I've been super interested in, you know, eating more real foods, uh, also eating plant-based. That's something that I've been doing for the past few months. 
And I would say the last piece is like living more sustainably. I think at the beginning of this, everybody was buying toilet paper and tons of paper towels and having like less access to that, that stuff as well. Made me realize, hey, like I don't need it. I, I should be using less of it anyways. I started using less of it naturally because it wasn't available, right? And obviously not taking transit to work. I'm walking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't taken transit in so long. You have you t- you've taken the odd Uber, right? Yeah, I still take Uber. But even just things to, like, if you're a hair appointment or things, like, I'll walk for an hour there. I don't care. Because oh, it's nice out. And we like our steps. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I feel like I've never looked... I never was cognizant of my step count ever until COVID happened. Like, now I'm like, I have to 10, get my 10,000 steps. steps a day. So, yeah, it's funny. And then, obviously, also printing at the office. I used to print so much for work and now I'm not printing anything and now oh, I'm good. super cognizant of that as well so so yeah I'm curious like how how has this time kind of changed for you like what have you been uh, really focusing on during this time I realized during this like how fast-paced my life was before like you would just like wake up and go 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 all day like you would see your friends and go out and you're constantly doing things and it like forced everyone like it was such a shift to slow down so kind of looking back I'm like I don't know how I did all of that even now that things are starting to open up again and my days are starting to get full again I'm like wow like this was just my life before like and now I I like to have those days where I have a lot less on my calendar I don't go out as much I feel like if I what this is probably one of the most beautiful things about everything closing down again not to discredit everything mm-hmm. that's going on but it's so nice to just meet a friend and go for a walk I know. like I I don't know it's like you I feel like always it was like you would go to the movies you would go to the mall like it was always consuming and and spending money and now it's just you just like get a cup of coffee and go for a walk by the water and you have great conversation and you come home and it was it was so nice like it's such a nice way to see your friends or catch up with people um I've like talked a lot more with girls I grew up with because everyone was kind of got bored at a point if you're stuck inside. So you start calling your friends you haven't talked to in a while. It's so true. Yeah. It's um, a good thing. Though, it is a really keeping, good thing. And you're also realizing which friends really want to make that effort to keep in touch as well. Yeah, no, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just joking with Kelly before we turned the mic on, but I did order stuff online during this and I ended up returning everything and I realized I cannot shop online so I'm like if things shut down ever like that's our only way of buying stuff I'm literally gonna be an extreme minimalist because I just can't buy stuff online I need to see it because it didn't fit it just didn't work it just for didn't you. fit or didn't oh, work or it was okay. like showed up as something different so I definitely like you like going in the store and actually and seeing it because and I'm I never realized I feel like I'm a minimalist also because I'm very particular with what I buy like people are like oh those shorts are nice just keep them I'm like it's not like the exact color I want and I'd rather just not have them than have something that's not exactly what I want you're like that too Kelly was joking that she was looking at shorts and the girl came up to her and she's like oh do you want to get those and you were like oh I have them in black I, I don't need them and she's like, wow, I've never heard someone say I don't need shorts. That's exactly what happened. I was in Aritzia and I have this pair of shorts that actually you own the same pair. We yeah. both love this pair of shorts. Uh, and she's like, oh, it comes in like a beige. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. But I already have the pair in black. And she's like, oh, but don't you want another pair? And then I was like, no, I, I, you know, I don't need it. And she responded saying, I like that. 
I shouldn't be saying that because I'm a salesperson, but I love yeah, that. I <laughs> Good on her for saying that, yeah. though. Um, and yeah, just seeing, being with my parents more and just like uh, sitting out on the deck and like having a glass of wine and catching up. Like, it's not like we got to go for dinner and we got to go see these people. It's like, you can't really see your relatives and everyone at this time. So I don't know, just like the simplicity of it. I, I really appreciated it. And it was nice. I, I like that lifestyle anyways. And like I've said in other podcasts, like I always streamed my workouts. I always read, I like being by myself. So and I, I know that you've been taking time to bake and do all those things that you really enjoy. And I know that yeah. every morning you're also writing, right? Yeah, I took a course on writing for late night comedy. So, so cool. it was so interesting. And I've been watching a lot of those shows, which are so entertaining and hilarious. So I've really enjoyed that. Um, I also realized during this time, I like want to be more in the moment, like being, and I know I always talk about being present, but just like, appreciating where you are in your life right now and not always being like, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when, or like when I get this job or I meet this person or I reach this goal, like just like being happy where you are today and appreciating the process. And I was just thinking, I'm like, where you are right now is where, what you wanted five years ago. Like you're living the goals, like you've like about yourself? Yeah, like yeah. I've accomplished the goals I wanted before, but now I'm so set on my next ones that it's like I, I need to like be more in the day-to-day process as opposed to like always a means to an end. It's like I'm doing this to get to this. It's like, mm-hmm. no, you're doing this because you're enjoying doing this today. Yeah, you just need to be grateful for or recognize that you have accomplished goals that you had set five years ago. And that, yeah, you have new goals, but you need to appreciate the small wins that you've already won already. Yeah, I'm bad with that. Yeah. I'm like always on to the next one. I think a lot of us are. It's so true. But I like this idea of being present. So even right now, we're recording, and there's always a piece of me where, you know, it's the beginning of a day. So I'm thinking about the rest of the day. And I try not to do that. I try to be fully present in the moment with you right now. But the mind wanders, right? I know. But what's really helpful, I would say, for what's really been helpful for me is every morning I've been, especially during this period, again, back to the step count on my phone, I realized that I want to make my fitness routine non-negotiable. So when, oh, I love that. Before this, before working from home, I would just go straight to work and, you know, if I had the day that I didn't exercise, it is what it is. But now I'm like, no, you need to do that. I do an hour walk every single day. Yeah, you're really good with your walks. And yeah, and I do an hour or or I also do a run. And sometimes I do both. So sometimes it's two hours. And, you know, I don't do many mat exercises. I do like it occasionally. Uh, but so I've made that a non-negotiable. I've also been eating more plant-based. I've been eating more real foods, being at home, being able to cook, which is awesome. Uh, reading. That's a huge item. So uh, it's so funny. I'm always telling people, yeah, like, I just, I, I just, I just hiked and read. And they're like, how do you hike and read at the same time? Like audiobooks. Yeah. <laughs> audiobooks. How relaxing is that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So since March, gosh, I've read so many books through audiobooks. And it's, it's just, it's amazing. Like how much I've learned. And we'll share some of that knowledge later in this conversation. But yeah, so reading has become something that I really enjoy. Um, And just like you, like I've recognized that maybe I put some hobbies to the wayside 
you know, I've been writing, I've been playing more sports. I played golf, I played tennis, I played soccer the other day, and I went biking for the first time in five years with my father. It was so cute. Aww. He's like almost 70, and I could barely catch up with him. It was amazing. Wow. But riding a bike is really like riding a bike. Like, if you haven't been on a bike for a while, don't. You just be, get back on You it. just get back on it. Don't worry too much, but definitely wear a helmet. Um, and then back to the items in terms of clothing items. I obviously through this time because there's a limited quantity of certain items. I've realized that it's important to just buy your needs only. I don't want the excess. Things. I don't want the excess. I don't know how people live with all the excess. And I sometimes shopping gives me anxiety because I'll be looking at something. And I'm like, I don't need it. Like uh, I'm like, oh, yeah. and I'm like, Lauren, yes, you do. You need this or you need shoes. You need a sweater. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm leaving. <laughs> I don't know how people just buy and buy. Like, you have to come home and deal with all this stuff and, like, live in it, surrounded by it. Um, when you were talking about your exercise routine, one thing I've changed during this time is that I would always wake up and read and then exercise. And now I wake up and I exercise with my coffee. Oh, But nice. I read less because of it. Like, I'm yeah. trying to read at night. But waking up... Pressing that button to make my coffee and then either going for a walk or doing my ballet has made me exercise every single morning at the same time. It's just like a habit. You just do it. And I know you with your walks. You walk all through the University of Toronto. It's so beautiful. Like you have your walk. And once you like have that routine and that habit and you love it and you look forward to it, it's... It clears your mind. It clears your mind. And that's what helps. Like I think it helps both of us be more calm throughout the rest of the day and be more present in each moment. Sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I have to read the audiobook and I have to go for a walk. Sometimes like, no, actually this morning I feel like listening to music. I need some calmness. I just, I don't need, I don't want to think right now. I'm so like you. I'll be going to work. I'm like, Lauren, you should be listening to a podcast and learning something. Yeah. I'm like, no, I just want to listen to music and look out the window. <laughs> and we need those moments. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, so how this time has helped me eliminate non-essential things, uh, like you, uh, I've been taking less public transit, less Ubers. Uh, I actually took my first Uber the other day and it felt very weird, but it was okay. I opened the window, had a mask on, uh, they had sanitizer in it. So that was really, it was really nice to see. Uh, obviously buying less clothing. I've only bought, Ooh, wait, I bought one shirt. Oh, uh, so, and I'm excited. I think I showed Which one? it to you. It's a black tank top. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think I've worn it. I've bought one shirt in six months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, obviously, like, certain food items that are no longer available, I realize, like, hey, like, they're expensive. I don't need them. Um, so I'm buying less of that. And I feel like at this point, I would have bought some type of, I love the latest tech gadgets, and I haven't bought any, and that feels really, really good because I don't need any. And then when it comes to the non-essential things, it's also about the non-essential time commitments as well. So I think when people think about, oh, eliminating things from your life, it's, it's, it's also eliminating where you used to spend your time, right? And or waste your time. So I'm no longer saying yes to every event like I used to. And even including like friendly Zoom events. Like they, I used to... At the beginning of all this, I had so many in, a, a Zoom event invites, and it was to the point where I, I couldn't do it all. 
and I was like, sorry, I have to miss this. And Yeah, I remember that you had back-to-back ones. Yeah, and then you realize that if your friends are accepting of that, it shows that they're, like, they're really good friends. I really like that part. And then, yeah, so just don't – I just learned don't waste precious time or you could maybe do it somewhere else. Like you have to, you have to make those decisions, right? So, And then I also want to talk about how this time has really opened up our eyes. I think a lot of people have kind of waken up to new ideas and just a new new perspectives on how they see their life and you know those around them uh things that we have taken for granted we've touched on this before having our own homes oh we're like so lucky to have our own spaces obviously especially through this time um haircuts (laughs) yeah i just got my hair done for the first time in eight months we actually we both did we yeah. both got our hair highlighted and cut in a week's time and we realized wow we just took getting a haircut for granted okay, yeah also grocery stores waiting in line i understand that though i don't mind i don't mind i don't it. mind i read while i'm waiting in yeah. line so i feel like if you're a big reader and you have ibooks on your phone it will make you a very patient person because you don't mind waiting because you just read absolutely Or listen to a podcast or whatever. Yeah, and the fact that you have to wait forces you to be more intentional on what stores you're going to go to and how long you're going to be out consuming. So true. Because it's like, okay, well, I'm going to have to go there, wait in line, go in, like, go through the whole process. Like, I make sure, like, I'm getting what I need and um, to make sure I actually need to go there. Again, it's a part of this whole new world we live in that is all about, like, hey, like, we need to slow down. And there's parts of this where I'm like, lineups to a grocery store, yeah, you know, not ideal, but it helps everybody slow down and just. Yeah, it can also have the opposite effect though, because I felt like at the beginning of this, I was like, oh, I'm, I have to buy so much because I don't want to have to oh, wait in line true. again. True. So oh. it's like now it's like okay, do I need this stuff? Do I even need to go? But before it was like, I gotta buy everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, that's a really good point. So true. Uh, you know, and it's really opened my eyes personally to what gives life meaning, you know, that is my family, my friends, a sense of connection, uh, and also like the importance of loving what you do with your time. Like, I think it really opened my eyes to that time is precious. Again, a thousand months, the average person lives a thousand months. When you hear that, you realize, wow, like you can, this time has really helped us step back and reflect and say, Hey, like what am I doing with my time? And do I love what I'm doing with my time? Right. It's a question that we all need to ask ourselves. Yeah. And that's why I think when people are setting goals and looking towards the future, it's like, what is the day to day to get there? Because if you're not enjoying the day to day, like Mm -hmm. that goal might not be right for you. Exactly. Because someone said, you have to remember that the goal is fleeting. It's a very fleeting moment. It comes and it goes. So if you're going to spend months or like a year killing yourself to get there or like hating the process that one moment is very short-lived so you have to be very aware of that when you're working towards things yeah. that's why I'm trying to come back to the moment being like okay yes you want so and so or you want to get to point a but um are you liking what you're doing today to get there and I always question myself that and I'm like 
Well, not really. I'm like, then you're not going to care when you get there. That moment's like short-lived. Exactly. Honestly, and we've said this before, is that the process is the best part. Yeah, the process is the best part. It's like dating, Lauren. We're like, oh, like, yeah, like we want to be married and have kids one day soon. But we're like, we're going to look back. I know. On <laughs> all of our walk, walking. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so how do you think that this, this time has really helped you grow and, and better yourself? Besides eating more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, things obviously have changed. You're a lot more appreciative and sympathetic to what's going on in the world and grateful for what you do have. Like, it really puts things into perspective. With with the time off, like, you kind of question things. And, like, like you said, like, who you're hanging out with. Like, sometimes you can get so caught up in the day-to-day and, like, going out and shopping and seeing people and that you don't really you're like are these people like people I want to be spending my time with like is this stuff I want to be buying do I want to be going to the bars and restaurants all the time you never really question it because it's so part of your life but when you stop then that's time to be like do I want to go back to that I I like how you with comedy I like how you've really obviously you took that course you're like hey like this is something I want to do you've invested your time in that and there are moments where you've called me up and said oh, this is so hard. I don't know what I'm doing. And then there are other moments where you're like, so high on life. And I you know. have to remember those times to move, keep moving forward. Yeah, I know. I always say like when I'm upset, I'm like, this, this will pass. Like you'll have your next thing. And it is like I, to like, I feel like with comedy, I started a year ago. It's been, and it's like to really center in and focus and hone in on what exactly I want to do and what area I want to work in and to not rush or pressure myself. Like, I'm like, Lauren, just, you have a job and you still enjoy your line of work that you're in. You're doing very well. And, like, I I can find, I can take my time to um, take that next transition. I, um, I've also realized during this that I don't need to do, I'm like, oh, I have to switch careers and, like, meet a guy and get married and have kids and do all this within this many years. But, like, and then Amy Schumer was pregnant doing stand-up like you it's I feel like we live in this world where like we have a lot more time and you can make these transitions and do things at any point in your life people are changing careers in their 40s people are having kids in their 40s they're getting married later like we we do have more time than we think some people have started developing their passion in their early 40s and are very successful 50s 60s retirement like it's not over if you're not successful in your mind however you define that by 30 like it's everybody moves at a different pace yeah and don't put that pressure on yourself and like even if I do comedy maybe I will only do it for 10 years and then I'll go do something else like don't like let life happen as it happens still put in the work and like be intentional and um put in the effort but don't put so much pressure on yourself to like Mm -hmm. do something always like so strict with timelines you bring up a good point I mean if someone is listening and they find that they have multiple interests and they're feeling confused don't worry. We all feel confused at some point. Even yeah. when you're on the right track, you can feel confused. It's okay. Just choose. I mean, we recommend or I recommend, you know, choosing one or two interests and then developing them into a passion. And if it doesn't work, then try the next one. Yeah. And you have to give yourself, like, be patient with yourself and give yourself permission to fail and give yourself yes. time to fail. It's be like, okay, I'm going to go in this with like an open heart and an open mind. And if it, I enjoy it, that's great. If it doesn't, because there's a lot of power in knowing what you don't want to do and what you're not interested in. Like 
that in and of itself is not wasting time because you learned that that's not something you want to do or even just want to do right now. So exactly. I, I just think as millennials, we put so much pressure on ourselves to like start a business and like just do everything in such a short period of time. And you, you don't have to do that. You can take time to figure it out and fail. So true. So true. And so one thing I want to point out is that working from home has really been productive for me. So I, I'm getting more accomplished. I'm working at a calmer pace. I feel less burnt out. I think I mentioned we've interviewed Hamza Khan a couple times about burnout. Last year, I was going through quite a bit of burnout. And this year, I've realized I need to slow down. I need to be present with my work and, you know, have that deep focus. So Today, I really learned how to carve time for the things that give me more balance. So again, making fitness non-negotiable, taking time to make food, you know, rather than rushing, rushing, rushing. And so, yeah, I just, it's given me a greater happiness because I'm more calm throughout the day, which is awesome. And this time has really given me time to reflect on my life, focus on who I am and the work I'm doing, the relationships in my life. Just like you said, you're reflecting on where you're spending time with certain friends, right? It's interesting. Or kind of evaluating those people in your life and realizing like, does hanging out with this person make me feel good? Does this, you know, or this person was is amazing. I should spend more time with this person, right? It gives you time to figure that out. And so this time has really helped me appreciate the things that are working well, but also evaluate those that are not. You know, our lives are imperfect. Everybody's life is imperfect. Yeah. And one of the things that, we came across is BetterHelp. We talked about this before. It's at betterhelp.com. In, I believe it was the beginning of March, I signed up and it is a professional counseling service. And I was matched with an amazing therapist. So basically you put in a bunch of, they ask you a bunch of questions, they match you with a therapist. And my therapist, I won't mention her name, but she has helped me become such a better decision maker. I feel more self-aware and, you know, and something I haven't mentioned is that I also went through a breakup and she helped me through that. And I just, through this experience, I realized I wish everyone could speak to someone. I wish everybody had a therapist because it's just, it is that fly on the wall. Sometimes, you know, your life can be, you can be high on life and everything can be perfect in your mind. But sometimes when you start talking to someone, you realize like, wow, like, this has been really helpful because it's helped me get ideas and thoughts out. You know what I mean? Like things that were in your head that you didn't really say out loud. And so that's been really, really helpful. And uh, so because I really, really enjoy this experience, BetterHelp is continuing to give us a code. Um, So if you are interested in signing up, it's an amazing service. Uh, They've given us a code to get 20% off your first month of the service. So if you feel like if you feel like it would be beneficial to chat with someone, have that open ear, or if you feel like there is something holding you back and you want to talk about it, or if you're going through a breakup, whatever it is, you can check it out. It's at betterhelp.com. And our code is so it's betterhelp.com slash mm2020. Um, so that's again betterhelp.com slash mm2020. We'll put it in the show notes as well. And it's available to anybody over, uh, worldwide. And when you sign up, you're matched with a licensed professional therapist within 24 hours. So it's like very, very fast. I remember when I signed up, I was like super excited. I was like, 
oh yeah, when are they going to match me? Because you get to see like who you're matched with. Yeah. Also, if you don't, if you, if you want to change who your therapist is, you have that option as well. So it's very interesting. And you can text your therapist daily or set up weekly audio or video calls. I personally did audio calls, but you can do video calls if you're open to that. Uh, and you can text whenever you want and they get back to you super quick. So yeah, so highly recommend it. Uh, I thought I would throw it out there because that's something that's been a big part of the last four months of my life. So yeah, you've loved it. Yeah, I've really, really taken a lot from it. It's like one thing that you like look forward to every week. Oh yeah, the conversation that helps me like kind of escape my reality and just relax and just express all the ideas and thoughts in my head. So uh-huh. yeah. So on that note, I think it's a great time, you know, for a lot of us to step back and reflect on who we are and what we're doing so that we can make the decisions to either change course or continue on the same path. Um, you know, I, I was I was doing some research on minimalism and how it's connected to personal growth. And I read that minimalism is key to personal growth because it's a regular check-in. It challenges you to create this space to check in on your life and figure out like, hey, am I moving in the right direction? And you have to make sure that everything that you're doing, it helps you make sure that it's contributing a positive impact to your life. So yeah, I really like that. Yeah, you've been so reflective through all this. It's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, to add to that, I know you've read a couple books uh, during this period, and I'd love to hear. I was so excited to get to this part. Okay. (laughs) This is good. Okay. Um, Okay. So I just started reading this book. It's called Life is in the Transition. Oh, I love that. Or in the transitions, which is exactly what we're talking about right now. And the book just talks about how, like, we are constantly going through these upheavals and uncertainties, and we have a lot of them throughout our life. Everything from, like, changing jobs, changing relationships, moving, losing weight, getting healthy, a death in the family. Like there's just so many transitions that we're constantly going through and how like he goes and interviews people on these transitions and like what helped them. And one thing that was in the book, I just started reading this, but he was like, you know, a lot of times all we think about is all our, our accomplishments. Like you look at our resumes and it's like, here's where I graduated. Here's my work experience. Here's my volunteer experience. He's like, but like, what have you been through? Like what keeps you up at night? What's like, what were your challenges? Like these are the things that like make people. What's the and, adversity that you experienced? Yeah, yeah. And it's just, I love reading really deep, really meaningful books on this and like reading about people's lives and experiences. So, so far I've just really been enjoying this book. And I highly recommend it, especially if you're going through a transition and you are like struggling through it. it. And he just talks about how like we're constantly going through them, but we don't realize it, that this is just part of life and how it is. Like this is what happens in life. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's always it, They're hard. Like I'm sure some of them are hard, but it's just part of it. Um, also... 10 years ago when I graduated university, I was 21. I, and I'm going to be 31 in two weeks. So it was almost a decade ago. Um, I read a book called follow your heart. It's a little like hundred page book and it helped me so much in terms of my mentality towards life. It's just like, it has a lot of pictures and it's very simply written, but it's just how about Like, it's a nice perspective to have on life and how, like, you have to pay attention to what's going on and, like, life happens in whispers and, like, sometimes 
bad things happen because you weren't paying attention to all the little things that led up to there. And like, you have to be awake and aware in your own life constantly to see what's going on and how, like, you know, like 50 years ago, people had to plant the seeds and they had to water them and they had to grow them. And then they got the harvest. Whereas nowadays it's like you, we can't wait for anything. Like everything is such a, it's like we live in a culture where it's buy now, pay later. And that is not how it was before. It was like, you do the work and then you get it. And he also talks about, this is just investing. Investing. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a little analogy, but he's like, if you plant a hundred seeds maybe only half of those are going to grow. And out of those half, you know, there's going to be rainstorms and drought and bugs and like you, you're not going to get your whole harvest. So out of all the work you put in, you're only going to get a portion of that back. So I don't know. It's just, it's a cute little book. If you want to what have, is it called again? follow your heart. Oh, love it. You can just Google it. I think they actually have the PDF version online. Oh, it's nice it's, to read that a decade later. Yeah, right? I want to read it again. And I was thinking, I was like, I remember having just graduated and being like, I need to step back, move home for a few months, save money, you know, start my real estate license. Like I I do need to step back and figure out what I, what my next step is. And like reading it uh, 10 years later, it's still very relevant. It's just a nice mentality to have on a day-to-day basis towards life. Like if you just want to like see life in like a new light and have a more like positive understanding of like the hard times? Yeah. Just know that it's part, hard times, hardships are just part of life. And like it's an easier way to see them. So I feel like my books are kind of depressing. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm like, it's how to get through hardships. No, that's the best part. I yeah. mean, this is the thing. A lot of celebrities, we think, oh, everything's perfect. Again, some of the most successful people in the world, not everybody's super happy. Yeah. Uh, but even if they are really, really happy. They went through hardships. We just don't see them. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> we just don't hear about them. I, I find that when I do the research, the background on people who have been so, super successful, however we define success, is they've gone through lots of hoops to get to where they are. And it's like, wow. Like, there's some people that's like, wow, like some guy like lost 100K and then, you know, had to completely shift his life and then he made it all back again. Like, it's just it's crazy. So it doesn't mean that... If you are, if you, you know, fail once, does it, doesn't mean that you can't get back up. You know, some people fail like 10, 20 times and yeah. they just keep going. Like just, oh, like that is admirable. So. And that's what success is. It's just your ability to get up one more time. I yeah. always say that. I'm like, maybe because they use the analogy where you're digging for gold and people quit like right before they hit it. Oh, so I feel like if I'm struggling in life, I'm like, oh, I'm like really struggling right now. I'm like, but maybe I'm really close. Like you never know how close you are. It's like with dating, like you go on so many dates and you're like, (laughs) how long am I going to have to do this? But then I'm like, maybe I'm really close. Or you never know with work. It's like you like, that's why I say if if a date doesn't work out, it's not a waste of time because you realize what you don't want. Yeah. And I feel like I'm so much better on dates. Like I'm not nervous at all anymore. Yeah. It's so nice. And you're yourself. And myself, people are probably like, oh, she's so confident. I'm like, no, I've just done this a lot. (laughs) I'm an expert now. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so books that I have read. So I I think I'm going to dedicate an episode to this. But in brief, uh, Essentialism by Greg McEwen. I read it for a second time. I am obsessed with this book. So 
It's a book that will help you understand what's most essential to you so that you can eliminate the non-essential and live a life of greater purpose and meaning. And this is so current today because I find that everyone is starting to realize, hey, what are the things in my home that are most essential? Where do I want to spend my time? All these changes that we're making because of this time of reflection. So Greg says, and I love this quote, that it's about distinguishing the trivial many, many options out there, uh, from the vital few, which he calls less but better. And it goes on with our analogy of, hey, like we can own less stuff, but we can own nice things, things that we take care of, right? Yeah. And he says, to eliminate the non-essential, he recommends journaling right? Writing down what you want. What are the things that are essential to you so that you can identify, oh, what's not on this list and going through your things, right? And the non-essential can be things, but also how we spend our time, energy, and attention. He says that essentialism challenges us to be more selective of our precious time. Again, back to the idea that life is short. And he argues that most of which exists in the universe has little value and yields little result. On the other hand, a few things have tremendous impact. Oh, wow, that's incredible. And I love that. I was like, this is beautiful. He actually, he says that essentialists know when to say yes to an option or opportunity. I love uh. this. So he provides steps that you can follow to help better manage your time for the most important things. So there's one piece of this, actually, I think uh, so I can excited. relate to an example to you. So he says, when asked for help uh, with a project or asked to attend an event or in a Zoom event, tell the person that you will check your calendar first and then get back to them rather than being, okay, yes. Just immediately say yes, yeah. You know what the rule I use for myself? I always say, if you had to do this right now, would you want to do it? Because it's so easy to be like, oh, yeah, I'll do that next week. Who cares? But I'm like, would you do it right now? I'm like, oh, no, I wouldn't want to do it right now. It's like, well, then maybe don't Don't agree. push it. Yeah. And he also says, use auto email responses for busy times, not just for vacation. I actually really appreciate this. Oh, I never thought of that. You can say it. I think there are some people that don't like this idea because some people put auto email responses saying I'm busy. And kind of, it's the word choice. Use nice words. Say, I may be slow to respond this week, etc. So that you can train your network to value your time. The third piece is set boundaries on opportunities you say yes to. So for example, there have been times where I said, hey, Lauren, can you can I access your rooftop? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll leave you my keys at the front desk. You have set an expectation for me. Hey, like, I can't meet you, but I can do this. I can, yeah. you can, I can do it halfway for you. I can leave it at the front desk. Like, things like that. I love that. So you'll drop it off there and then I can go. You're setting that. Imagine I'm up there. I just want to be by myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you're like at home you're like I just don't want to see you no yeah um, <laughs> no but you have to set those boundaries like you, you do it's like oh yeah yeah like no worries I'll do that for you but I can only give you 50% yeah you know just set that rather than them being like oh why didn't you go all the way it's like oh no no I had this other thing but I've made time to 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 drop it off at least for you you know because that's important to me too but I also have this other thing so yeah just be very open and and tell the person right okay the second book so moving along uh atomic habits by james clear i know many of us have read this book if you haven't read this book it's 
essential. <laughs> Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. Have you read this? I have. It was okay. really good. Uh, so it's a book about how to build better habits for a lifetime. James says, habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. Success is the product of daily habits, not once-in-a-lifetime transformations. Love that. He argues that we not only need to set goals, but also build a system that will help us accomplish our goals, which are the daily habits that we carry out. So atomic habits, he defines them as tiny changes that we can make to build better habits. So one of the pieces, one of the pieces of advice he offers is how to incorporate healthy habits into our daily routines. He recommends the two minute rule. So the two minute rule is a way to adopt good new habits. So for example, if you find that you want to start working out and going to the gym more often, but you find it really, really hard to get yourself there, just start by driving or walking to the gym yeah, and walking home walking home don't even go in the gym some guy lost like a hundred pounds doing that really like he he was like i'm not the type of person to drive to a gym so i had to be the person who drove to a gym and then one day he went in and did five minutes and went home and then he just built it up and built it up and then he lost all the weight and was a person who went to the gym and that's it that's the rest of the story i was going to share it's like if you oh. then go for fit no it's great and then then go for 15 minutes and leave then increase the time to an hour yeah so yeah um another thing with working out sorry i feel yeah, like yeah, i no, talked to you um they say have a set time have a set place so like if especially working at a home like if your gym is still closed have a designated area that you work out and have a set time that you do it because it's that like consistency that is going to allow you to be persistent with it also consistent. yeah absolutely and also if you striving to build a new habit it's actually sometimes easier if you do it you know you have somebody who holds you accountable so you have a friend who also wants to lose weight. It's helpful. Or if you have a trainer, you have to meet that trainer there, you know? Yeah. So that's helpful. Uh, he also talks about how to eliminate bad habits. And this is the part that I love the most because I think we're always focusing on, oh, what are the good habits I can incorporate? Well, let's think about also eliminating the bad ones. So sleep, for example. If you can't sleep, maybe get blackout blinds. Maybe get a buy a better mattress. Uh, maybe don't eat right before bed, right? Uh, you know, if you want to eat healthier, maybe, or eat smaller portions, maybe buy smaller plates, like things like that. Finances, get a savings account with auto transfers. Productivity, put your phone on airplane mode, you know, happiness, go for a morning walk in relationships, find time to give space, right? Um, fire needs air, right? Uh, so the biggest roadblock, he says, to change, the biggest barrier of change is identity conflict. So you know how people say, you know, oh, I'm horrible with directions, you know, or, you know, I'm a horrible driver or I'm not a morning person. These are identities that we connect with ourselves that we should just throw out the window. No, start saying that you are a morning person. If you want to be a good morning person, if you want to be a morning person, start saying that you are rather than saying you're not. Uh, he says, quote, your habits are how you embody your identity. The more you repeat a habit, the more it becomes associated with your identity. Wow. I like that. So rather than saying, again, it's like, my mom will always do this. It's like, oh, she's like, oh I, can, I could never do this. It's like, but you want to, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, well then let's take the steps so that you can. 
you know, because you, I know you can't. Yeah, I right? know. With so, like what specifically? You know, like it's just certain things like she loves to throw dinner parties. She's like, oh, I could, I could never cook like that. But she knows she can if she yeah, put the work you into can. it. I'm so scared to talk about my mom because one day she was like, oh, I started listening to your podcast. I'm like, <laughs> don't listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> We've never said anything bad. Yeah, yeah. She's like, why are you even talking about my own? <laughs> to be honest, if anything, we should have your mom on the podcast because Lauren's mother is the most hilarious person yeah, she's on the so planet. funny. She's de- I definitely inherited her humor. Uh, okay, and then I wasn't going to go into the third book that I just started because I want to talk about it another time, but it's called The Fear of Missing Out, Practical Decision-Making in a World of Overwhelming Choice by Patrick J. McGinnis. I'm so excited to read this book. You're going to read it too? Yeah, I am. So I just started reading it yesterday, and there are a couple tidbits that came out, but maybe I'll share this for another episode, but there was one takeaway I took took from it yesterday and he said a line and this is not word for word from him but this is basically what he said and it's just so beautiful and I had to text it to you right away yesterday I don't know if you remember he says think of yourself as an entrepreneur who is building your own company that being your life that is made up of a bunch of product lines which are the things that you want to be doing and the things that you love oh so true so beautiful yeah (laughs) Yeah, I just, I just, I just love that so much. Um, so he talks about, so he talks about how to manage FOMO, how to see FOMO also from a positive angle, and he also talks about FOBO. It's called the fear of better options. Oh, like, oh I love that. I don't know yet much about that yet. Yeah, but, um, as in like you're like, oh, I don't want to do that because I don't know if I deserve it. Uh, fear of better options. Maybe if we apply that to dating. Maybe someone's invested in something, but then they fear that maybe oh, there's a better option. you always think, okay, it's like the paradox of choice. Yes. Like, you always think there's something better out there. Exactly, exactly. Maybe that's my issue. Yeah, <laughs> so, no. That's not your issue. I think you're pretty good at that. If anything, I would say that you're, you, of all my friends, you're so good when it comes to FOMO. I think it's Oh, but not? Yeah. You know, I feel like you ask yourself... Okay, so actually, you know, I'm going to go into it. You know, we can make this episode longer than usual. Okay, so he suggests, so how to manage FOMO. And I think you'll take away something Yeah, I really want to hear this. Ask yourself if it's that important. So, for example, will missing this event or opportunity have any meaning to me in a week's time, a month's time? Is it really that important to stress about in the moment? Ask yourself that. So you can do that. That's one. Number two, ask yourself, is this anxiety coming from a positive or purposeful place? I am concerned about missing this opportunity because it will make me happy. Uh, And like, are you concerned about it, the opportunity because it will make you happy? Or will it be helpful to your career? And you're like, oh, maybe I should go. Or are you concerned because it's coming from a place where you want to look good uh, or feel a certain way, or impress someone, maybe that's not a good reason to stress over. Maybe that's maybe that's a sign that, yeah, you shouldn't have FOMO because it's not who you are. It's not aligned with what truly makes you happy. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is really interesting. And then he says that if it's with small decisions, FOMO is also indecisiveness sometimes, right? So, you know, it's he, he gives the example of, 
sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want chicken or fish. So he just flips a coin. And I was like, yeah, sometimes you just have to do that because you annoy yourself in your head. So I'm not just like, oh, but if I make fish, then maybe I can't have chicken this night. It's like, just, that's just a small decision. Doesn't really matter, right? And this is the part you're going to love. How to see FOMO from a positive angle. So sometimes FOMO shows us what we want in life that we may not already have. For example, some of our friends, they have babies, they have husbands, they own a home. Maybe they have more time to vacation. Sometimes when we feel jealous of that person who's on vacation, it's telling us, oh, well, I need to make more time for vacation in my life because I know that makes me happy. Or that's really cool that my friend has a baby. Like, I wish I had a baby, you know, and you learn that about yourself. Yeah, it is. And they say that like, or jealousy or things like that actually can be a good thing because it shows you what you want in life and don't look at it as a jealousy look at it as like an option it's like oh is that what I want yeah like they that looks like something but sorry continue yeah but no that was that was that was the point because I know we've all felt like this especially with social media yeah it's like oh you know I want that beautiful proposal on a mountain with the ring you know it's like some girls are like they strive for that you know and then sometimes they, they feel a little bit of that FOMO, like you're missing out on an experience that you wish you had today. And so recognize like, hey, that's something that I want rather than, hey, I'm jealous of that. Rather than feeling jealousy, just recognize like sometimes like when you feel jealous, you can actually ask yourself like, actually, I don't want that right now. So then it gives you some empowerment. So your FOMO can actually be a positive thing because it can show you maybe what you want, but also that it can tell you that you shouldn't have the jealousy because you don't actually want that. Yeah, that's so true. Like, I know, for example, like, I know that I don't want to get married today. Like, I'm not looking to rush into anything. So I just, you know, I, but I see that and I appreciate it. And I, and there is a piece of me that's like, oh, that is a beautiful thing. And there have been times where I have been having these feelings of jealousy. But then I, then I ask myself, but do you want that right now? I'm like, no. So, like, that's okay. Yeah, that's true. I, I want to say this because it's kind of funny. During this time, I, f- I feel like we all kind of lost FOMO for a bit because people couldn't travel and people couldn't go out. No one could do anything. So it's like, like you couldn't really have FOMO. Everyone was locked in their houses. True. Um, or working. And, but then I feel like I had a whole new side of FOMO and I'm like, well, what's everyone doing in isolation? Like, <laughs> well, or are they reading a book? Well, maybe I should read more. Are they like starting a new business? Are they getting in better shape? Like, who are they hanging out with? Are they going for more walks? So <laughs> like, true. it's so dumb. I'm like, this is so crazy that I'm thinking like this. But it's reality. Yeah, and it's like, oh, they can't travel, but are they doing a day trip? What day trip are they doing? <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. I and we really do need to take a step back and put things into perspective because 100%. we don't. Like, you just let your mind. Go rapid with this stuff. So I love that you recognize that. Though. Yeah, I was gonna say now that it's stage three, everyone's doing all these things again. The I know. Is just building, 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 but it's it's amazing. coming back. It's like is their banana bread better than mine? <laughs> <laughs> their sourdough turned out mine didn't. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so funny. Uh. Okay. <laughs> uh, so to close today, uh, we have an announcement. Really exciting announcement. 
so Lauren and I, we are actually now conducting one-on-one simple living consulting sessions through Zoom. Yeah. Uh, we, are, we will answer your questions and work with you to help you simplify your life and identify what's essential to you so that you can lead a more intentional life. And uh, so we really want to help you design a lifestyle around what you love and value and build in positive lifestyle habits to help you maintain this lifestyle for good. And if you're interested, you can learn more about our session options by emailing us at millennialminimalist at gmail.com. Again, it's millennialminimalist at gmail.com and that's millennial with two N's, uh, which we will also include in our show so if you get it wrong no worries and we can do it in specific areas so if you're struggling with your wardrobe or buying too much clothes or your diet or your time or just like possessions in your home like if there's one specific area you want to focus in on we can just help you with that so I am so excited for this next venture and we're Kelly and I are so passionate about this and to help people I like love helping people simplify their lives I've tried to like help my mom and my friends and it's really rewarding for us as well so if you're interested or dm us or email us yeah you can also send us a message on instagram as well so yeah and to officially close we wanted to read a few of your reviews because they are amazing thank you so much i'm gonna start with the one from the top i love this one (laughs) oh it's so sweet it's called minimalism from a woman's perspective Lorna Kelly are the Josh and Ryan for females. I wonder who each of us are. <laughs> I also listen to the Minimalist podcast with Josh and Ryan and love that they are referenced quite often in this podcast. The ladies are very relatable and encouraging that women can live this lifestyle despite the unique challenges we face in today's society. Their conversations are very natural and always feel warm and fuzzy like I'm talking to two of my girlfriends. Keep being great role models for young females by inspiring and changing lives. Heart really sweet yeah, thank you so, so nice. much and it's from too blessed to be rest oh thank you so much appreciate it okay the next one kelly and lauren have such a fantastic dynamic they provide different perspectives whilst making you feel included and inspired i feel like i'm amongst friends i'm enjoying their topics so much and they are encouraging me along my minimalism journey Thank you so much. Aw, and it's titled My New Besties. That's so sweet. Oh, I love that. I mean, that's that was the goal of our podcast from the beginning. I mean, in, I think it's a week from now. Yeah, just around your birthday, August 8th, yeah. is when we recorded our first podcast. So uh, thank you so much. We wanted to create a podcast where you felt like you were joining us in our coffee shop environment, which we're doing this morning. So yeah, it feels really good. Really appreciate these these incredible reviews. I'll I'll read another one. Um, One person says, keep them coming. Great comment. Love the combos. Appreciate that. It's from your boy with less. Love that. Uh, And then there's another one called a fellow millennial minimalist. Although I consider myself more minimal-ish, I definitely have more decluttering to do. I love this podcast. As a female around the same age, I find Kelly and Lori very relatable. This podcast is enjoyable to listen to and is very inspirational. Their own reflections on their minimalist journey journeys have encouraged me as I seek to reduce my own clutter and become more intentional with my purchases and time. I enjoy that they focus on not just the stuff, but also discuss the mental and emotional aspects of minimalism. Thank so you so nice. much. Yeah, thank guys. you so much. These are so nice. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I just want to read them all. This is so beautiful. Thank <laughs> you guys so much. Uh, we will definitely read more on our next podcast for sure. Uh, this is so nice. 
And um, yeah, this was really good, Lauren. I really enjoyed speaking with you today. Yeah, this was so nice. Such a nice way to wake up and have coffee. Yeah, <laughs> so nice. Well, thank you guys so much. Again, um, if you're interested in our consulting session, send us a DM. Email us at millennialminimalist at gmail.com. Uh, and thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. All right, have we'll talk week. to you soon. Okay, cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed our discussion today and find value in some of our new reflections and perspectives. And if you would like to learn more about the five books we talked about, please check out the links in our show notes. Here you will also find a link to get 20% off your first month for professional counseling services at betterhelp.com. And if you're interested in booking a one-on-one simple living consultation with Lauren and I, you can email us at millennialminimalist at gmail.com. And lastly, thanks to everyone who has followed us on Instagram and Facebook at Millennial Minimalist and written us a kind five-star rating and review on iTunes. We love engaging with you and your support really helps us keep motivated and growing. Thanks again for listening and we will speak to you soon. Bye-bye.